The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Our sermon text for today comes from Exodus chapter 15. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. This is the word of the Lord. I think one of the strangest places to ever have heard singing must have been in the French countryside in the year 1914 at Christmas time. See, see, during this time, World War I was going on. And, and there had been five months of fierce fighting. And, and these soldiers who were in these trenches had heard and seen unforgettable things. They, they had seen their friends die. They, they had heard every day the constant sound of explosions and gunshots that never ended. But then, on Christmas Eve in 1914, everything was quiet. It, the gunshots stopped. It, it must have been a pretty uneasy quiet. And, and those British soldiers, as they were sitting in their trenches, began to hear singing coming from the German side of the battlefield. The German soldiers who were in their trenches had begun to sing Christmas carols. And, and before long, the British soldiers responded with Christmas carols of their own. Eventually, both of, these, both of these groups came out of the trenches and greeted each other on the battlefield and joined together to sing Christmas carols. It was a strange place to hear singing. Because this very battlefield is the place where the day before they had been trying to kill each other. And, and where in the coming days they would begin fighting again. It truly was a strange place to hear singing. Well, in the sermon text for today, we hear about the song that Miriam sang with the Israelites. And this was kind of a strange place place to hear singing too. Because where the Israelites were, on, on one side they saw the aftermath of the crossing of the Red Sea. And, and on the other side they were facing a massive desert that they had to cross. But this is where Miriam sings her song of praise. And, and she invites us to sing that song too. She invites us to sing even in the face of death. And she invites us to sing even looking into a desert. But, but to really understand how strange of a place this was to be singing, 
we, we have to go back and look at what the Bible tells us about what the Israelites saw after they crossed the Red Sea. See, back in chapter 14, there's one little verse in there, and, and, and it's not very long, but what it describes must have been unforgettable for the Israelites. The so Bible says, That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Can you imagine that scene? And, and, and Israel was no stranger to seeing dead bodies. They had just came out of Egypt during the Passover where they had seen every firstborn Egyptian killed. And, and now here again, God gives them another graphic image. You see, this, this image would have been so graphic because the army of Pharaoh was lying on the sea dead. You, you can imagine how disfigured and unrecognizable these soldiers look after having the entire weight of the Red Sea come crashing down on them. It was, it, it, but this is where Miriam decides to sing her song of praise. And I, I think if we were standing there looking at that bloody shore, I don't think we would expect the first reaction to be singing and dancing. But, but that's exactly what the Israelites are doing. Being led by Moses and Miriam, they are singing a song of praise to God for the victory that he has won. It was, but it was a strange place to hear singing, wasn't it? Because can you imagine looking at that bloody shore and then bursting into song? I think it's hard for us to do because I don't think that we have enemies like the Israelites, like the Egyptians were enemies to the Israelites. Now, now we, might, we might say that, well, I have enemies, but, but I can't think of anyone in my life who, who if I saw them dead, I would sing for joy. But just think, of the years of abuse and mistreatment that the Israelites had suffered at the hands of these Egyptians. These were the Egyptians who made their daily work impossible to do. These were the Egyptians that would beat them mercilessly. Some of these same Egyptian soldiers could have been the soldiers that went around and tore baby boys out of their mother's arms and threw them into the Nile. See, these were truly enemies. But I think that we may not realize it right away, but, but we also have an enemy that's just as bad, if it's worse than the Egyptians were. Because just like the Israelite, or just like the Egyptians had made the life of Israel full of pain and suffering, we have an enemy that fills our life with pain and suffering. An, an enemy that follows us around our whole life. An, an enemy that every single person must one day come face to face with. 
that enemy is, is death. Death, that, that unnatural feeling, that, that terrible enemy, a result of a world that's been corrupted by sin. It's, it's an enemy that every single person has to face. And, and it's an enemy that fills us with dread and fear. Just think of that helpless feeling that you have. Staring into the casket or, or at the grave of a loved one. Because death comes into our lives and rips our loved ones away from us. And, and when we look at that grave, we're filled with a sense of dread and helplessness. And it's because we know that because of our sin, one day we will have to face that grave. And, and on our own, that grave, when we on our own, when we look at that grave, it, it the only thing it looks like is, is a prison from which there is no escape. On our own, death is the end. That's the enemy that we face. That's also the enemy that God shows us that He has defeated for us. Because God shows the Israelites and us just how seriously He takes the salvation of His people by, by giving us that scene of all those dead Egyptians on the shore. There is nothing that God will not do to save His people. Even wiping out an entire army. Even sending His Son to die. Because on our own, we were completely helpless against death. And, and just like God stepped in to save His people at the Red Sea, God stepped into our lives and sent His Son to die and rise again in our place. See, that, that, that Red Sea moment was a huge, tremendous moment of salvation for God's people. And, and just like that moment showed Israel that their enemies were defeated, we have a moment that shows us that Jesus has defeated our greatest enemy. And, and just like those Israelites were able to look at all those bodies and know that their enemy had been defeated, we can also look at a body and know that our greatest enemy has been defeated. But, but this body isn't on some, on some shore. This body isn't, isn't in a grave because this body is not dead. No, we look and see the resurrected body of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus came to earth to die for our sins. But, but if Jesus would have stayed dead, it, it would have meant that death had won and that all hope was lost for us because we still have to face death. But Jesus rose again. Jesus shattered the bars of death's prison. And, and Jesus' resurrection shows us that not even death could defeat him. And, and Jesus' resurrection 
shows us that one day we also will rise again to live with Him in heaven. So now, when we look at that grave, we don't see a prison. No, because of what Jesus has done, we can look at our grave and, and it's only a bed. A bed where one day we will go to sleep. We will wake up again to be with God in heaven where there is no more death and no more pain. Look at your resurrected Lord. That, that is where God shows us that He has defeated our enemies. That's why we're able to join Miriam in singing in such strange places. Because think about when, when a Christian died. They're, they're singing at the funeral. And I think to many people, that might seem like a strange place to hear singing. Especially because the songs that we sing, they're not songs of sadness and despair. No, they're songs of joy and victory. Because we know that our Savior has defeated our greatest enemy. And, and we know that, that that loved one who has died is in heaven with their Savior. And, and we know that one day we will see them again in heaven. That's So we can join Miriam in singing in this strange place. So maybe with the Israelites looking at all those dead bodies, we can understand why they would want to sing and praise God. But that, that's not the only reason this was a strange place for them to be singing. Because if the Israelites would have looked away from that shore and looked the other direction, they would have seen a massive desert standing between them and the promised land. Because the Israelites weren't in the promised land yet. See, the very next verses after this song of Miriam talk about how Moses led the Israelites out into the desert. And this desert was going to be filled with hardship after hardship for the Israelites. They were about to know hunger and thirst like they had never known before. They were going to face many hardships on the road to the promised land. In fact, Israel was about to wander this desert for 40 years. But this is where they decide to take the time to praise God for what He has done. It seems like kind of a strange place to sing. But I think that we're actually in a pretty similar spot to the Israelites. And it's super interesting to think about how the whole story of Exodus really lines up with our life of salvation. See, the Israelites had just been freed from slavery at the hands of the Egyptians. We've been freed from the slavery of sin. The Israelites had just witnessed God stepping in at the Red Sea to save His people. We have heard the wonderful news about Jesus stepping in to save us from sin and death. So now, 
we're kind of in a similar spot. We, 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 We have been saved, but we have a long, difficult road ahead of us. A road that's through a desert. That that desert is our life here on earth. Because we know that we're not in the promised land of heaven yet. And, And we know just how hard this life can be. We know the pain and suffering that we feel. We know that daily battle that we have to fight against our sinful nature. But, but yet, here we are, all gathered here, singing and praising God. It, it seems like a strange place to sing. And I think at times, we, we really don't feel like singing or praising God. Because this life can just start to wear us down. I mean, we look at the world around us and, and we see a virus that just won't, won't go away. We, we see fires raging across the country. We, we look at the government and there's two political parties that fight back and forth with no end in sight. So, so how can we be joyful and sing? Because I look around this room and I see a bunch of people here gathered today praising God. And, and it's a beautiful thing. But I think a lot of people would look at that and say, look at the world around you. How can you have this kind of joy? Well, we know what God did for His people, the Israelites. And and we know what He promises to do for us. Because God led the Israelites safely into that promised land. And He promises to lead us safely to our promised land. See, we, we, He is with us every day, and He shows us that through His Word. See, today we hear about Miriam encouraging us to sing because of the great victories that God has won for His people. And it may seem like a strange place to sing, but we know that victory that He has won for us through Christ. That's why we can join in Miriam's song of praise. We, we join in that song of praise because God has stepped in and saved us in an absolutely incredible way. And we join in that song that Miriam sings, even in the strangest places, even in the middle of a desert, because we know that one day we will all be in heaven where we will join Miriam and all of God's people praising God for the incredible victory that He has won for us. I want to read for you one more time Miriam's song, a song that we can join in joyously praising our God. Sing to the Lord, for He is highly exalted. Both horse and driver He has hurled into the sea. Amen. Amen.